Hello, folks. Thanks for tuning in for podcast 22 of the JRE Review, where each episode I review another Joe Rogan podcast. And this week, a really cool guest, Tulsi Gabbard, on podcast 1170. Um, I'd never heard of this person. I don't follow politics all that much anyway. It's mostly depressing. And I'm too stupid to follow it all. But uh, she is a Congress person, woman, from Hawaii. Hawaii. And um, really cool. Sounded awesome. Really genuine. I guess Joe is a fan of hers and has been listening to her for some time. And uh, wanted her on and, and get talking about things. And it was a great conversation. Um, really fascinating. And... Um, you know, it does give you, at least me, it gave me a little hope, you know, I'm like, oh, not all politicians are maybe the worst. Maybe there's some normal ones. She's young. I think she's like 39, um, which is nuts to me because I'm about to turn 37 and I'm thinking, fuck, I could not imagine being a congressperson. Oh, so much to do. So limiting in like... I don't know. I just feel like that's not just that it's a ton of pressure, but I mean, you know, everything you're doing is so scrutinized. It must be exhausting, uh, but good for her. You know, she's ambitious. She's young and uh, she she really had some great thoughts on things. Uh, one of the first things they touched on, which is something that that you probably remember because I do, is the false alarm text that went out to the big island of Hawaii, um, I think it was earlier this year. So basically what happened is a, a, a text message, one of those alert text messages, went out to everybody in Hawaii saying that a ballistic missile was on its way. Now, it turned out that it was a false alarm. But imagine that shit happening. So that, and it, it just basically was that one guy clicked on the wrong thing on his computer, and that went out. Now, my first question is, how the hell does one guy have a computer that you click on, and then that shit goes down? I'm pretty sure that it should at least go to someone else's computer so that they can review it and be like, bro, are you sure? Because you're, I mean, people must have been having a heart attack. Imagine that. I mean, it, And it's not so out of the realm of possibility the way you could immediately just dismiss it as bullshit. I mean, I think that there's plenty of reasons to assume, oh yeah, this is happening and we are done for. One story that um, Tulsi told was of uh, a guy who has two sons and they were on different ends of the island. And he only had enough time to r- drive to one of them to be with one of them for those that those last minutes. And that was something that he had to like think through and get prepared for. And, uh, and yeah, anyway, they ended up firing this stupid guy that clicked on the wrong thing. And now he's suing them for wrongful dismissal. And, and the best thing about it is Joe was like, are you fucking kidding me? You know, if there's any time that somebody gets fired for fucking up it's that i mean just stupid so dumb anyway god 
Awful. Just thinking about that scares the shit out of me. Just imagine that. You want to beat the fuck out of that guy. Um, so yeah, it, then they get into like what the real ramifications of that were. And I mean, it, it just is that every year Russia, I mean, sorry, not Russia. Um, North Korea is building ballistic missiles that can shoot further and further. And it's a real threat. And Hawaii is the furthest West, you know, state and, um, you know, like Alaska's out there too, but it's further north. Um, you know, they have to think about that. I mean, think back to World War II when the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor. That's the first spot they get to, you know, that's where they're going. So that place, it's not its first rodeo. They've been here before and, and you know, it's something they think about and she discusses it. Like, why would she not? Um, one of the more fascinating parts of the conversation between Joe and Tulsa is when they get into kind of like the fake politicians and the bullshit of politicians. And, you know, they obviously we know about this. It's why a lot of people are kind of disillusioned when it comes to politics. Uh, we all have our own opinions on it, right? You have your own, I have mine and, and, you know, we're, we're all supposed to like pay attention and follow it because you've got to be informed, but it's so exhausting with like how annoying most of these politicians are and they've got their super PAC money. So they have to like kiss asses of like these different donors. And that was one thing that she said is she doesn't take super PAC money. So she prefers a lot of little donations and that's enough for her to run and win. But it also gives her freedom to be real because she doesn't have to speak on behalf of these um, large corporations and banking systems that are just paying for their campaign. Which in so many ways is a vicious cycle because I don't, I don't think anyone gets into politics just to be rich and famous. Maybe they do. You know, Trump probably did. Well, he was already rich and famous, but, you know, just more power. But uh, I think people go into it with the right idea and then they realize you just can't win shit by... Speak in your mind, you've just got to turn into a robot and take this money. So it's it gives me some faith to see people that are more genuine coming forward like this person and doing it on their own backs and raising money the right way. We talk about how Hillary uh, just never seemed very genuine. Whether you're a Hillary fan or not, it just doesn't, I mean, really that doesn't matter. But I mean, I think we can all agree that she doesn't really sound like a very genuine person when she speaks. She just doesn't sound like a like a real person a lot of times. She's so robotic. She's just been in the political world forever. And, uh, you know, she did those speeches to, like, the Wall Street guys that she didn't release and got paid a quarter of a million dollars for it. And Joe makes the point that, like, hold on. Nobody, nobody has something so valuable to say that in an hour or so it's worth a quarter of a million dollars. Nobody. What they're doing is they're buying your favor and she took it for money, you know, and then they get into how bankers are big lobbyists and the bankers, banks are bigger than ever. You know, the banks that we bailed out in 2008, they just took all that money and, you know, very little regulation even popped up against them and they're slowly working to get rid of that. And they are bigger than ever. They were just able to buy up all the smaller banks back then. It's, it's so fucked. It's that whole thing is so fucked and they don't want us to think about it. And then you see like these Wells Fargo commercials now where the Wells Fargo is like coming back saying, 
you know, I know we lost your trust, but we're going to get it again. And we're a different bank. And, and you know, it's, it's about building that reputation. And I'm just like, fuck off. Too little, too late, you punk. That's what I think. I don't know if other people have fallen for those things, but it's almost like we just all will get in line eventually. And, oh, well, you got our bank, so we just go on. You know what we need? We need a new type of bank. A whole different bank system from somewhere else. You know, why can't like a country, it could be with the internet, it could be any country, anywhere, just comes up with a bank that's like, here you go. You don't pay ATM fees, no overdraft fees, we're not a bunch of assholes, you just put your money here, we invested in shit, and there you go, boom. None of the bullshit. I mean, it's got to be possible. To think that it isn't, I don't know. Maybe it is already and I'm too dumb to even know it exists. I have to Google it, look. But... You know, kind of makes me want to get rid of the, the banks. The next thing they get into is voter fraud, right? So we're always hearing about this every election and more so than ever, I think, with the Trump stuff because it's like the Russians were involved or whatever. So they're talking about whether they can hack the machines. And I guess there was like a, um, a simulation set up where an 11-year-old girl hacked into a ballot machine in like 15 minutes and just fucked it up. I mean, that quick. Crazy, right? So they know there's problems. And one thing that Tulsa Gabbard did is she put a bill forward that basically said that um, uh, there will be paper ballot backups, right? So you'll put your vote in, that's digital, and then it prints the thing physical paper that has your name your like voter registration number and then who you voted for and now they have a backup so even when they get all the digital numbers in if anything looks skewy they can then uh refer it to the paper one and you get to actually see the print out of the paper one so that part of it can't be hacked and you i guess you can hand that in you know the fact that they don't have that already uh, it kind of blows my mind. I'm like, what the hell are these idiots been doing? Like, why are you just using a machine to like digitally come up with it? I just think that there has to be an easier way. Look at me doing all this thinking about banking and voter shit. I can't, I'm way too dumb to even figure any of this out. So, uh, you know, I don't mean to be so critical, but it just sounds stupid. It just sounds like I that these systems should, or it's 2018. They should... It's almost like people are setting them up to work this way for a reason, right? More so than just they haven't come up with a better system. It's almost like there's a control aspect of it. I don't know. Um, but, the, you know, the next major issue with voting is the super delicate, um, super delicate situation. Now, I didn't know what a super delicate was, delegate was, before I listened to this podcast. And after listening to Tulsi talk about it, a superdelegate is somebody that will see all the votes of an area or a state, and then they make they make the votes that they want based on these numbers. But they, they're supposed to represent the people, but they don't always. And the example she gave is Bernie Sanders was up 70% in Hawaii, yet all the delegates had already promised their vote to Hillary. So uh, Bernie really got fucked on that whole thing. And the super delegate, the idea of it is that 
it's to protect the people from voting in like a lunatic, which is laughable because it's like, well, who the fuck are you to decide my vote for me? Like that they even exist. It's like a safeguard of nonsense. And clearly it doesn't work because I mean, you know, nobody was stopping Trump getting in and, um, you know, I mean, I'm not really saying he's a lunatic. I'm just saying that, that like, he's not a regular politician. It's not like these super delegates had a meeting and were like, uh, are we sure this is working? Like, you know, if somebody's voting 70%, you got to go with that. You can't just give it away. And then, the you know, it just, it just delegitimizes the whole Democratic Party because of those things. I don't think the Republicans have superdelegates, from what I understand of this podcast, is what they were saying. So maybe, you know, they've got something kind of sorted out. Uh, the next big issue she wanted to talk about was cost of colleges. Um, out of control, super high. You know, everyone's in debt. Everyone's finishing in debt. I have a bunch of debt from college. And I don't even use my degree or any of my schooling for anything that I do. So, you know, a lot of it's just a waste and it's, and it, and it, 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 it's awful. I mean, they talk about, you know, you can ring up hundreds of thousands of dollars of credit card debt, sign bankruptcy and it's gone. But student loan debt that they're giving you when you're, you know, and you could do that in your forties, right? When you should know better. But, you know, this 18 year old that's just getting into college and they're just handing him money. He doesn't know what he wants to do or what he needs to, you know how much he needs to take and how it works to pay things back. And he's getting into a position where one day he will have to pay all this off. And there's nothing he can do. You can't sign bankruptcy. You can't get away from it. I mean, eventually, in a sense, you can go to jail for it. Because if you don't pay it, then they start taking it out of your taxes, like your your refund. And, um, you know, if you're, say, self-employed and your refund is generally that you owe at the end of the year, then all of a sudden you have IRS debt that you haven't paid. And you don't pay that, you go to jail. So in a really messed up way, you think student loans aren't a big deal, but you could go to jail for it. Like, obviously a few things need to happen first, but it, it's it's a real issue. They also talked about the cost of prescription drugs and how high they are. And uh, that doctors don't even do nutrition courses. Um, that's kind of, you know, a real issue and why are these drugs so high and why are these doctors not suggesting, Hey, why don't you change your diet? You know, and those that are, I mean, it's just like private learning themselves. They don't, they just don't know enough about it. So there's some real issues, um, in these systems that are put in place. And if you get people healthier is one thing she was saying, then, and eating better, then they're not getting sick. And that's a lot less expensive on the country because we spend a lot of money on Medicare and Medicaid in the US and freeing that up with some good nutritional knowledge uh, be smart be a real smart thing um, they move on to some other stuff um, you know like stop and search things they talk about um, the, what rights the police have uh, how they can look into your phone by using your fingerprint but they're not allowed to ask for your pen and uh, just other parts of that but but generally uh, Joe really liked her and was really happy to talk to her and thought that she was a super genuine person. And uh, like I said, it gives me hope and it gives him hope. And he was he was just like, yes, we need more politicians like you. Young, ambitious. Asked her if she ever wanted to run for president. She went quiet. 
Joe assumed that that was a yes. It's a great podcast and it's a really good insight. You know, this is the way we should learn about politicians. Not those bullshit speeches that they do, but a real conversation to really get an idea of kind of where their head's at and where those things are. So check this one out. Check it out. And again, thanks for listening. And um, uh, yeah, have a great fucking day, guys. Peace.